Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Me and Mo have all your action from what was a spectacular Tuesday night of NBA playoff action. I'm Dave DeFour. That's Mo DeKeel. Mo, let's start with Jazz Clippers because this might have been the game of the playoffs so far for me. This feels like what we expected Bucks Nets to feel like. Yeah, I I, I, I felt differently about Bucks Nets in that intensity than than going well, to yes. this one. And, this and I'm going to fight you. And I'm Nets. going and, and I'm going to fight you a little bit on this being the best game so far. I mean, they, we did have a double overtime game literally last week, Dave. This was an unbelievable game in how it got going. You know, when you look at it, the Jazz come out missed. 21 straight shots like it was you know really struggle in the first quarter and the Clippers are only up seven and you're just kind of like oh that's that's actually pretty good for the Jazz you 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 got to take advantage of that if you're the Clippers yeah and a very important number in that first quarter Mo I thought was 23 point attempts in the first quarter and, and that sort of set the tone for the game like when you look at the the box score at the end of this one and you see that the jazz shot 53s you really have to start wondering well what slowed them down and the truth is they started making some of them that was it i mean they, i mean they, literally it, it really started with in the second half when uh donovan mitchell just literally caught fire i don't know if at halftime dave they put some lighter fluid on him and then just kind of struck the match out there or something but he got going and it started in the third quarter and it just did not stop all night at that point like the clippers were difficult and they weren't really doing a great job in their pick and roll coverage you know they did a better job in the first half but not in the second but they couldn't keep him out of the paint and once that begins to happen you know it's a matter of time for the jazz you know, it's something we talk about a lot. Deep drop coverage in the playoffs, it just gets exploited. And I, I thought the Clippers in this game, they stayed in that deep drop way too much against Mitchell. I, I think they've got to meet him a lot higher in game two because confidence is the name of his game. You let him see a couple shots drop, and all of a sudden you have a, a game like tonight where Donovan Mitchell winds up, I mean, 16 of 30 overall, 45 points. You know, he only shot eight free throws. And if you're the Clippers, you have to say, wow, we lucked out there that he didn't get yeah. to the line more. I mean, it's it, it, it's not even that. Like, it's it's if you're the Clippers, you're going like, ah, see, we didn't foul much. We're great. Um, <laughs> yeah, <right>. the, <laughs> but you know, when when you kind of just look at it, it's it is very hard to stop a player once they catch fire, and, and it really doesn't matter who. We've seen it from guys who you know just literally explode and at that point they're making everything the reason why we call some of their shots heat checks they're just checking to see if they're still hot you know and 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 that kind of happens and it becomes even harder to stop them and down the stretch in the fourth quarter they really want luke Kennard hunting and, and, and for those switches and the clippers just didn't have any answers for that didn't have any way to avoid that whole action and just down the stretch it was he would get luke Kennard on it you would drive by Luke Kennard and he'd either get to the free throw line or get a layup. It was really just simple the whole time. What worked for the Clippers? Because it wasn't Paul George, and I would argue it wasn't Kawhi Leonard in this game. Neither one of those guys really were all that great. I mean, Paul George was absolutely awful, dreadful in this game, avoiding the ball at points, uh, was 4 of 17, wound up with 20 points, had 10 rebounds, uh, 9 of 10 from the free throw line, but just passive, especially down the stretch just took some bad shots. I mean, they, they were good looks, just ugly shots. Yeah, no, I would say 
the stuff that did work for them were the other guys, especially in the first half. Luke Kennard was really good um, in this game offensively, not defensively. Had 18 points, four or six from three. Really kind of got things going. I thought Zubac gave him a great game. I thought they got a great Zubac game out of him. I won't be surprised if he gets moved into the starting lineup after this game and, and the Clippers kind of go away a little bit from starting small. But, you know, when, when you're kind of just looking at the whole scenario, I mean, Mark, um, Marcus Morris, I always get mixed up, which Morris uh, went four for 14 from the field, one and nine from three. Like, that's tough. You know, like you're not going to overcome those types of shooting nights when your two top dogs aren't scoring. You know, it's it's hard when everybody else kind of struggles. And I thought the Clippers, others took them as far as they could until the third quarter. And, and that's when those other stars got to step up and they just didn't tonight. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be the differentiator for your team if you're a star. Uh, what do you think the Clippers could do to get those guys going in game two that, that they didn't do in game one? I think they got to find more e- easier actions to get them involved, you know, get them stuff on the move more instead of just a straight static pick and roll, de- you know, just, hey, let's go run a screen for them or, or, or things like that. I think there are going to be opportunities where you can try to take advantage and get Kawhi a post up. You know, and I, I, I think you just got to get them the balls in different spots. And, and I think that's the whole point of why they got Rondo, right, was to help kind of set that table a little bit easier. I think they need to try to just tweak that stuff a bit and not be so pick and roll reliant. And I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that fantastic final defensive possession for the Utah Jazz that that culminated in a Rudy Gobert block three on Marcus Morris in the corner uh, as time was expiring, basically, and and giving Utah the win. Uh, That was, to me, the perfect encapsulation of that game because I thought their defense, especially in the second half, was on a string. And and that possession in particular was – perfect Utah Jazz defense and poetic that Rudy Gobert got that block. I mean, they were just rotating and on that possession, it was perfect. Like there was, you could see Kawhi trying to get a look, didn't have it. You could see Paul George trying to get a look and didn't have it. You know, here's my thing though. Like when you're Ty Lue and you see that kind of happening, that's when you got to call your last time out, you know, and and, and I understand, Hey, let it go. Let's see how, how, how how it turns out. But once you see that your guys aren't getting the looks, call the timeout and set a play up. You know, you didn't have to live with a Marcus Morris uh, attempt in the corner. And again, great job from Rudy. Great job from everybody on the jazz switching and, and, and being in good position each time. It just ended up becoming untenable. And, 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 then, and then, you know, Marcus Morris has to jack one up. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In the early game, the Sixers have evened this series one game apiece after a 118-102 victory over the Hawks in Philadelphia. And I, I think you've got to start 
with what Tobias Harris did in the first quarter of this game. The guy was just untouchable, you know, and he's playing so big that he just seems hard to guard for Atlanta right now. I mean, he just came out extremely aggressive to start the game. First off, the very start of the play, and I'm actually shocked you didn't bring this up, Dave. The, the Danny Green stealing the tip and getting the dunk just to kind of get the, uh, the 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 Sixers going. But you know, he came out. Uh, Harris came out very aggressive, looking for a shot, knocking him down, and really kind of in attack mode early. And I think that kind of set the table for the Sixers pretty much the whole way. They were definitely, you know, the, the Hawks made a run in the middle of this game and even took the lead at one point. But give the, the Sixers credit for just kind of really withstanding it and and going at the Hawks. It wasn't anything where they were just kind of passively hanging out. They were, they were completely involved the whole way and just in attack mode. And speaking of in attack mode, I thought Joel Embiid looked awesome in this game and of course you look at the scoreboard and you see 40 points and 13 rebounds and you know he was awesome but I thought he looked strong and he was very physical actually had a few possessions where he was posting up Clint Capella and you could see he had taken it personally when Capella had the big dunk and Embiid using his full body to create the space and get gets a dunk of his own I love that stuff from Embiid and this was Sort of a perfect Embiid game for me with how much he was using his body inside, using his size inside to create looks for himself. Yeah, he, I mean, listen, let's just be clear about one thing. And this isn't really a shot at Capella. They don't have anybody that can guard him in the post one on one. You know, it's, it's, he is just too big. um, He is a, a behemoth of a man. You know, like he's just so big like it's tough for anybody to really deal with it and when Embiid's going to get his body into you you're going to be getting knocked back a, a a step or two and that opens up the opportunity the only time I really felt a little bit problematic with Embiid's game was he relied on the jumper a little bit too much in that third quarter when the Hawks were making that run and and the offense got stagnant and I think that was kind of a problem there but overall he he got it going and he looks extremely comfortable with with his knee and things like that like I'm no longer even worried about his 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 knee knock on wood actually Um, yeah it must have been a really really small meniscus tear uh Trey Young had 21 points in this game was six of 16 from the field one of seven had 11 assists Uh, but I did think that Philly did a better job of containing Trey and not letting him hurt them as much Uh, what did you see out of their defense tonight and do you think that that's the plan going forward I mean, first they had Simmons on him to start the game and he was meeting him as soon as he crossed half court. Like, you know, they weren't giving him any airspace. And that also led to Trey kind of pressing the matter a little bit too much, took some of those threes that we all kind of hate early in the shot clock real deep. And it was like, no, that's not going to work. Simmons even blocked one of them, you know, and when it wasn't Simmons, it was Tybal on him. And that became harder for him, you know, and, and, and Tybal had some big, you know, plays on him, had a big block on one of his floaters and things like that. I think we're going to see a lot more aggression towards uh, Young overall. And I think Young's got to do a better job of trying to get into the paint and not settling. And I think in this game, he, he settled more than he should have. Overall, I thought the Sixers game plan was was impeccable. They they did a really great job of running Atlanta off the three-point line, got them down from 47 three-point attempts in game one, down to 30 in game two. That's just massive. But also Philly won the turnover battle. Six turnovers in the first half, only one in the second half. And the, the changing 
moments of this game, I thought were at the start of the fourth. You had Tobias Harris and that bench unit. Whoa, and they whoa, went on. No, 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 no. It was uh, listen, I love Tobias. We gave him his love in the first quarter, but it was the Shake Milton game, Dave, in the start of the fourth quarter. I mean, actually the end of the third quarter when he hit that crazy shot to uh, at the at buzzer and just went completely ballistic from there and kind of blew the whole thing open. Yeah, Shake was just awesome off the bench. And it's funny because people had been clamoring saying, get Shake out there, get Shake out there. Uh, yeah, they did it. 14 points in 14 minutes, four or five from three, uh, and, and really just invigorated the Sixers and and got them to the to the victory. And so, you know, when you're looking ahead, you expect to see more Shake Milton in this series? I think it's, it's hey, when he's got it going, Doc's going to roll with him. When he's when he's struggling or whatever, he's not going to go with him. It's going to be kind of, this is an irrational confidence guy. You know, this is one of those things. And when it's going, you're going with it. It's boom or bust at this point. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the other shows we've got on the Athletic Podcast Network. If you haven't already subscribed to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding and do it now. Thank you guys for waking up with us. Mo, you know the drill. <laughs> Ding, ding. <laughs>